Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Company, the holiday edition. Warmth, laughter, and festive cheer. It's AMI-audio's on-air community, and everyone's invited. And now, the big man himself, Kelly McDonald. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. We are both at our home studios. Everything's set up. Feeling wonderful, Ramya, as it is that time. Christmas present to everyone out there as we open the doors to you for our holiday kitchen Christmas party. That's right. And we are putting on a show here. So just the same way you would get ready for any show, you know, get comfortable, get relaxed. Now, this is in your own home, so you can get as relaxed as you want. And it's just the absolute wonderful way that we end off the year here on Kelly and Company. And we've been doing this for several years years now. So it's tradition. We have so much fun and we just want to get right into it, right, Kels? So many contributions, so many people involved, so much work put into it. Uh, it's always fun just to settle back, listen, uh, enjoy the fire if you've got one roaring or if you're in the kitchen, mm-hmm. up to your elbows and flour, getting things ready for the weekend and Christmas. Go to it and we'll go to it. Let's see what we've got on today's program. Program for you. We're going to, as we move into the program, get a baking demo from our friend Mary Mamaliti of Kitchen Confession. That is always fun. We're also stirring up some Christmas competition, because why not, between our community reporters and contributors with a holiday quiz. And a new quiz master in the house. Yep. will be fun as we begin the second hour with that. Uh, also on the program, AMI staff Kelly and company contributors and friends of the show showcase their talents with spoken word and musical performances throughout this uh, holiday kitchen Christmas party. But right now, let's bring in our producer, Jeff Ryman, on the program. Jeffrey, it's almost the end of the year. My gosh, so many days down, so few days left. Um, Would you sit back and do a little year in review for us? Yes, absolutely. I think this is uh, one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, not only is it the holidays, but uh, finding out some of the top Google searches is always something that's kind of fun to do. Oh, yeah. I think uh, this is almost like a yearly tradition now <laughs> on this show. So uh, some really interesting ones, some surprising, some maybe not so surprising. But do you guys have any guesses? Kelly, I'll start with you. Any guess to what the number one most searched word on Google was in 2022? Oh my goodness. I act, I, I hate to cheat, Jeff, but I know I heard the answer, which is not going to do me any good because, to be honest with you, I don't remember what it was. And it's a, a real <laughs> obvious one. Okay, call, give us a hint. Well, Does I called myself out for being a cheater without being a cheater. Yeah. Okay. I, I will give you guys a hint. Um, Isn't actually, it financially you... related? No. I feel well, like COVID maybe. is it, it, kind of back burner now for searching, so maybe not. You know what, though? There were a lot of sports this yeah. year. Big, big sports stuff. FIFA's obviously top of mind, but eh, I don't know. Yes. You're, you you guys are definitely on the right track, but it's not number one. I will give you guys a hint. I'll give you one more crack at trying to solve this mystery. Uh, it was a game or an app that took... The world oh, by storm. Wordle. It was yeah. one of those games that everybody sort of got sucked into. It's one of those, one of those pretty simple online games. Hundred percent Wordle. Yeah, it has to be Wordle. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's it. It's Wordle. Uh, Wordle was the number one most Google searched word 
of 2022. And uh, Kels, you said financially, could it be tied in here? And it was a little bit. Uh, the New York Times bought it for a seven-figure amount early in the year, and that yes. obviously took the world by storm. I never really got into it, but I know a lot of people on all my social medias were posting and saying, mm-hmm. hey, look what I was able to do today. <laughs> and uh, so it, it, it looks like it's a that was uh, the number one trend in It's funny because this means that instead of going directly to the website, we were all just searching Wordle and then clicking the, the link. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Exactly. I also wanted to touch on, you guys mentioned sports. Number two was India versus England. That was searched um, second most behind Wordle. And that one is referring to a sporting event. That specifically being the match between India and England during a cricket Cricket, competition in July. Yeah, yeah. Um, So India versus England. Number three is Ukraine, I think for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Obviously what's going on over there uh, between Ukraine and Russia, that is uh, um, being searched a ton on Google. Number four was Queen Elizabeth, of course, the queen passing away in 2022, not too long ago. So that is going to uh, be up there in the Google searches. Uh, number six on the list, Rum, you mentioned FIFA. Uh, World Cup was the sixth most searched on Google. Jeff, and do you think it's the most ban- bandwagon jumping uh, <laughs> sport, or is, is it just show you it being the number one sport in the world? Mm. Yeah, I think it's the number one sport in the world for a reason. Yeah. Um, just the coverage, I mean... And the affordability. Just, People can yeah, play it. it. They can that, just enjoy it, and they can get behind it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number one sport in the world for a reason. Clearly being searched a ton as well. iPhone 14 is number eight on the list. And number nine, uh, I guess maybe more of a pop culture reference mm-hmm. um, in terms of Netflix, but Jeffrey Dahmer was searched uh, yeah. a, a lot in, on Google as well because, of of course, Netflix came out with their Dahmer docuseries or drama series, however you want to call it. Um, so... I, I watched it. It was uh, really good, but I'm all those a little things bit surprised. make me feel old because of remembering, you know, yeah. while it was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there was also a news category on here, which kind of have pretty much the same thing uh, as we saw from just the words that were searched. Number one was Ukraine under the news category. Queen Elizabeth passing was number two. Election results, pretty vague. (laughs) If you Google election (laughs) results, you'd probably get them from every single country. I was curious about that, though. Like, I wondered if anything election related was going to show up on uh, the top 10. Yeah, it it just says here in on this news feed that um, it was a highly political year. Mm -hmm. Um, So election results were wanted from multiple countries, it seems. So I guess that sort of makes sense. Powerball numbers were number yes. four yep. on that list. <laughs> uh, Hurricane Ian, of course, uh, there's some uh, weather making its way into there. Johnny Depp verdict was uh, on there as well. So Will Smith and the Oscars, number nine as, a, as under the news uh, was category. Was that this year? Oh, yeah. That was this year. That was yeah, really no. early in the yep, year. The Kinda smack was this year. Yeah, wow. <laughs> exactly. The smack. Wow. Awesome, Jeff. Really wonderful. Always love when you bring this stuff to us. It's so great to to get our show started. Um, best of the season to you, pal. We'll see you in the new year. 
Yes, have a uh, very happy and safe holidays, guys. Folks, it is that show, the one you wait for, the Holiday Kitchen Christmas Party. And coming up next, we've got a few friends that are going to join us to share some of their favorite, you know it, folks, we have to lead with it every year, a few of their favorite recipes and food memories of the holidays. Stay tuned. Welcome back to our Holiday Kitchen Christmas Party. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald. Here we are bringing that wonderful present that we always love to give to you. It's our favorite thing to do at this time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. And we appreciate that you hang out with us and kind of like the gift of the season as well. Holiday food. It's our favorite thing because on the program, we're always talking about food on Kelly and Company. So we've got a few friends joining us to share some of their favorite recipes and food memories for the holidays. This is Danielle McLaughlin, thinking that you, like me, may be trying to figure out what to cook for people who are getting together in your home this holiday season. I am taking inspiration this year from the late King Richard II and the Duke of Lancaster. They put together a wonderful feast in 1387, and here is what they gathered together for provisions. 14 oxen lying in salt, 2 oxen fresh, 120 heads of sheep fresh, 120 carcasses of sheep fresh, 12 boars, 14 calves, 140 pigs, 300 marabones of lard and grease, enough, 3 tons of salt venison, 3 does of fresh venison, 50 swans, 210 geese, 50 capons of larded geese, 8 dozen other capons, 60 dozen hens, 400 large rabbits, 4 pheasants, 5 herons and bitterns, 6 kids, 5 dozen pullets for jelly, 12 dozen to roast, 100 dozen pigeons, 12 dozen partridges, 8 dozen rabbits, 12 dozen curlews, 12 cranes, wild fowl, enough, 120 gallons of milk, 12 gallons of cream, 11 gallons of curds, 12 bushels of apples, 11,000 eggs. Now, there is no account of the number of guests invited, but one of the guesses is about 10,000. I hope you are having a large gathering, perhaps not that large, and that you have your menu settled. I do apologize to any vegetarians who may be listening, but I wish you all a very happy holiday season and hope that somewhere, somehow, you are going to have a wonderful feast. Happy holidays, Kelly, Ramya, and the Kelly and Company team. Greg David here, communication specialist at AMI, and I wanted to share a recipe with you for the annual holiday party. And this is from Jamie Oliver, and it's called Roast Vegetable Mega Mix. And if you Google it, the instructions are all there. It's really, really easy to make, and it's quickly become a family staple, something that I like to make that keeps me out of the kitchen and with my family rather than slaving over a hot stove even more than usual. Uh, it's a vegetarian dish. It's also dairy-free, so thumbs up for that. And basically what you're doing is you are parboiling several root vegetables, and then you're finishing them up the following day in the oven. 
It involves mixing beets with uh, with a vinegar and fresh herbs, carrots, parsnips, turnips, fennel. Um, really, really easy. Uh, but you're parboiling the vegetables the day before your party uh, or your get together, just so that the next day when you're roasting them in a really hot oven, they're getting all caramelized and gooey and really, really sweet. So again, it's called the Roast Vegetable Mega Mix. It's from Jamie Oliver. Google it, make it, and you will not regret it. Happy holidays. One holiday food tradition that I really miss is eating spenacopita with our Christmas dinner. And as a child, I thought this was really normal. But as I got older, I realized it really wasn't. Having a Greek grandma do most of the baking, you eat things that are more traditional in the Greek culture, but less traditional in the North American culture. And as a side with our turkey dinner, we always had these massive slices of spanakopita that we would also eat before dinner. Now that she's gone, we don't eat them and I really miss them. And it's always a really fond memory to remember eating the warm spanakopita that I am just completely unable to make as an adult. I can't figure out how to roll the dough as thin as she did, and I can never get the flavor of the filling right, but I remember hers. Happy holidays, AMI family. Hey, Kelly and Romeo. It's Ryan Chin, uh, your financial planner, coming in to uh, say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Season's Greetings to all. For those of you who know me, and now those of you who don't, I love cooking. I truly do, and, and it, it really uh, pleases me to put together a big meal to share amongst friends and family. I recall uh, one Christmas a few years back, I had a, a family event where, you know, we were, you know, we were expecting you know, about eight or so people coming in to enjoy a Christmas dinner, and, and uh, my mom was coming up from Barbados, and we had some other friends coming in, and and just wanted to celebrate and enjoy, uh, and I called it a little bit of our West Indian Christmas. And what I wanted to do was make sure that the meal represented both a little bit from our island culture as well as our Canadian culture. So we were preparing meals like, uh, you know, corn pie and macaroni pie. In every table um, down in the islands, we would always have a ham and a turkey. And uh, we know here in Canada, mashed potatoes and uh, sweet potatoes are certainly uh, good accoutrements uh, for the table as well. Well, this particular meal, I decided not only would we have all of those uh, fixins, but I would also tackle a deep fried turkey. Well, deep fried turkey is uh, is quite a delicacy and um, in some ways a little bit dangerous because uh, you need a specific deep fried turkey kit, which is quite a big pot of oil um, that can fit an entire turkey inside of it. Now, one of the most important things uh, when deep frying a turkey is the turkey definitely needs to be at room temperature. Now, before we put the turkey in the oil, we need to prep our turkey. So what I did to uh, make it extra special and to bring that West Indian culture was I uh, took a little bit of hot sauce and injected it right into the breast of the bird and, and in some of the different areas of the bird to uh, add a little bit of spice. 
Also put on a nice dry rub on the outside of the bird and then let it rest and warm to room temperature. I lit the, uh, the outside cooker. Now, of course, this uh, turkey fry kit has to be done outdoors because uh, it is a big pot of oil. And I used peanut oil for this particular application and uh, heated it up to the appropriate temperature. And then when uh, lowering the turkey into the oil, um, there's, a, there's a stand that you place the turkey on and the, the turkey goes upright and you lower the turkey into the bubbling oil to let it sort of um, just kind of ease it into the, to the pot so that it wouldn't overflow. The most important thing while that turkey is boiling away or, you know, frying away in the oil is to maintain its temperature. And uh, this is kind of tricky because, as you know, Christmas, it's chilly outside. So you've got to keep a monitor on the thermometer to make sure that that uh, oil stays right at the optimal cooking temperature. The beauty of deep frying a turkey is it takes a third of the time where you would normally put a big turkey in the oven and let it go for, you know, four or five hours. Well, we're talking an hour and 15 minutes in the deep fryer. When you raise that bird out of there, it's like KFC on steroids. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful sight. Wonderful, marvelous smells, fills the house full of, uh, of aroma and gets it all ready. That Christmas was extra special because not only did we offer our Canadian fare, but uh, by introducing the deep fry turkey to round out the meal, everyone truly enjoyed a lovely Christmas dinner filled with fun, laughter, and love. It was a great time. Thank you so much, Kelly and Romeo, for allowing me to share my story. I wish you and all your listeners... Happy holidays. Big thanks to Danielle, Greg, Julia, and Ryan for sharing with us today. I really enjoyed a lot of that. And of mm -hmm. course, Ramya, what a thing to have at the top of the program because it makes the mouth water. Absolutely. And, you know, memories are going to come up a lot today on the show and uh, favorites, maybe non-favorites, traditions and food is almost always the center of these kind of conversations. I will shout out to Jamie Oliver because Greg pointed out a recipe and I'm a huge Jamie Oliver fan. I find his uh, videos of cooking, you know, recipes, things like that are easy, very easy to follow along just on, on regular YouTube, you know, no audio description needed. So. I used to love and that's exactly it. Without audio description, mm -hmm. I loved uh, watching people make food when I was a kid. And I got to shout out my late mother. Okay, those peanut butter balls with coconut. Ooh. Uh, snowballs. Ow. Ow. Oh, speaking of snowballs. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, we're not done with the foodie convos yet because now to put a bow on our holiday food roundtable, we're jumping into the virtual kitchen for a cook-along. This is also tradition on our Christmas shows with host of AMI's Kitchen Confession podcast and Dish with Mary on AMI-tv, Mary Mammoliti. Welcome to my kitchen. Today, I'm going to walk you through making one of my favorites, a soft and chewy oatmeal cookie. And the reason why I chose this recipe is because, one, they're so delicious. Two, they're easy to, and quick to make. Three, they're perfect to add to any holiday cookie gifting tin. 
you can make this, you can personalize it to your taste buds. You can add in anything from raisins before, here's where you insert the gasps. I know, I know not everyone loves raisins in their oatmeal cookies, but hear me out. If you don't love a raisin, today we're gonna substitute that with a dried blueberry. If you haven't tried it, you've gotta try this. They're so good, they're tiny, they're little bits of like dried blueberries that are just sweet, perfectly chewy. If that's still not your jam and you wanna move on, go to chocolate chips, go to cinnamon chips, maybe those little score bits, add them in here, make it your own. Let's do this. Let's preheat our oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Now I'm using convection bake on mine. Now let's get a small bowl and we're gonna mix in all our dry ingredients. Let's start with one cup of all-purpose flour. So what I'm using to measure are the stackable measuring cups that I'm just scooping up the flour. And I'm gonna use a knife just to level this off to make sure that I'm adding in to the bowl only one cup. Next dry ingredient, half a teaspoon of baking soda. Next is a quarter teaspoon of baking powder. All right, next ingredient, half a teaspoon of fine sea salt or kosher salt. I like adding in kosher salt uh, because the sea salt that I have at home is more of a coarse grind for me. Here's where we wanna add in a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. You can add a little more if you'd like. I find that half a teaspoon does the job. It just gives it that little bit of spiciness. Ooh, make sure you don't grab the cayenne by mistake. Put a little elastic band around your spices that will differentiate the other from with one elastic band. So cayenne, you can have one elastic band around it. Cinnamon, put two. Uh, you can use bump dots. There are a whole bunch of other things that you could use. Next. Now here, you can use a spoon, a fork, a whisk. Just you wanna mix it all together. So all these dry ingredients together and just set this aside. I've gone ahead and I've already assembled my stand mixer. You can use a hand mixer, you can use an immersion blender, whatever you have that will blend up the butter and the sugar together. So let's get started. Let's add half a cup of softened salted butter into the bowl of a stand mixer. Now we're gonna add in a half a cup of sugar and a half a cup of light brown sugar. And when we measure out the light brown sugar, we wanna pack that in. So again, we're gonna use those stackable measuring cups. Ever notice how after you open up your brown sugar, the sugar starts to crystallize and it gets hard. Well, you can put it in a container. You can add a piece of bread to it. So a slice of bread will actually keep the sugar uh, nice and moist and fluffy. Now I'm gonna use the paddle attachment of the stand mixer. And we're gonna mix this until everything's combined. I'm starting off on low because I don't want everything to fly out of the bowl. And then after about a minute, I'll just increase it to a two or a three speed on my stand mixer. All right, so now I'm gonna add in one egg, and you always wanna bring your ingredients to room temperature when you're baking. Let's crack this in. A teaspoon of vanilla. So I've got some pure Madagascar vanilla here. Add that in. Lower your stand mixer, lock it in, and let's mix this up. Now you wanna do this for about 30 to 60 seconds, not too long, you just wanna make sure that everything's incorporated before you add in your dry ingredients. I'm gonna put this down to low now, slowly. Let's add in our dry ingredients, right into the bowl of the stand mixer. So I'm adding a bit at a time. I wanna incorporate it and then add the rest. So I think I'm gonna do this about three times. 
turn it off. Now is when we're gonna add in our old-fashioned rolled oats. We're gonna do about a cup and a half of rolled oats right into the bowl. This is where you add in a cup of either chocolate chips, score bits, nuts, whatever you want. I'm doing dried blueberries because I love blueberries. Honestly, you need to try this. Don't knock it until you try it. I know I've said this, but it's so good. I don't think I've ever been so excited about an ingredient. It's the little things that make me happy. Oh yes, this is what we wanted. So it's very dry, like not dry, but it, if you pick some up with your fingers and you press it together, it sticks together. That's how you know your dough is ready. So I've gone ahead, I've got two rimmed baking sheets. I've lined them both with parchment paper because this makes about 18 cookies. And I'm just gonna go into the bowl, scoop, use my hand to press it down ever so slightly. You don't want to jam it in there and level it off so you've got the two tablespoons. Go to your baking sheet and place it onto your baking sheet. So it's gonna be in form of a dome. What we're gonna do after is we're gonna go across the baking sheet and using the palm of our hand, press down on that little dough ball. You wanna flatten it a bit on top. And now into the oven for eight to 10 minutes. Let's set our timer. See you back here in 10 minutes. All right, our cookies are ready to come out of the oven. Let me get my silicone oven mitt here. Ooh, they smell so good. Oh my gosh. You're getting the sweetness, the combination of that sugar, the white sugar, the brown sugar. It's got this gorgeous kind of molasses scent to it with that butter. This is the hard part. Do not touch these for at least about five minutes. Let's turn off our oven because they will fall apart. You want the cookie to cool and settle so it sticks together, and then you get this golden, crispy outer layer with this chewy center. I can't tell you how good these are. I mean, you know what? Don't take my word for it. Give this recipe a try. Add them to your cookie exchange. Make them for yourself. Enjoy them over the holidays. Enjoy them all year round. Happy holidays from my kitchen to yours, and I will see you all in the new year. Happy holidays. Oh, uh, not that anyone would do it, Ramya, but replacing raisins? I don't know why anyone would do that. What do you mean? 90% oh, of us yes. are going to do it. <laughs> You're the anti-raisin person. Now, I will say all the choices off the top that Mary gives, I think are tremendous because I know when I would hear, oh, we're making oatmeal cookies or we're going to have oatmeal cookies at any function. In my head, I was screaming, boring. Oh, no way. You knew that if Mary was going to put it on the table that there was going to be a a nice twist. And plus what I love is she always brings the tips along, right? The the little bits and pieces of information as you're baking, as you're cooking to kind of up your game. Yeah. It's really nice when we think of things so we don't mix up cayenne pepper or anything like that <laughs> that we don't want in a nice baked sweet treat. Uh, really little simple things such as the bands or anything like that really helps. And um, do, do you use some of those techniques? Some, but I will say I'm a very amateur baker, so don't come to my house for any of the baked goods. Just saying. I, I practice still. Cayenne pepper in the <laughs> baked sweet treats for sure, right? Yeah, that could be all right. <laughs> Maybe later. After the break, it's the first of two holiday showcases as we continue on with the Christmas Kitchen Party right here on Kelly & Company.
glad you could be with us as we are in the midst of our Holiday Kitchen Christmas party. Always so much fun and the fun must continue, ladies and gentlemen. So join us as we settle back and enjoy a few cherished holiday stories chosen and narrated by our friends, content development specialist, Karen McGee, community reporters, Kim Hovey and Annette Dennis. On Christmas Eve, Harry went to bed looking forward to the next day for the food and the fun, but not expecting any presents at all. When he woke early next morning, however, the first thing he saw was a small pile of packages at the foot of his bed. Happy Christmas, said Ron sleepily as Harry scrambled out of bed and pulled on his dressing gown. You too, said Harry. Will you look at this? I've got some presents. What did you expect? Turnips, said Ron, turning to his own pile, which was a lot bigger than Harry's. Harry picked up the top parcel. It was wrapped in thick brown paper and scrawled across it was to Harry from Hagrid. Inside was a roughly cut wooden flute. Hagrid had obviously whittled it himself. Harry blew it. It sounded a bit like an owl. A second, very small parcel contained a note. We received your message and enclosed your Christmas present. From Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia. Solo tape to the note was a 50 pence piece. That's friendly, said Harry. Ron was fascinated by the 50 pence. Weird, he said. What a shape. This is money? You can keep it, said Harry, laughing at how pleased Ron was. Hagrid and my aunt and uncle. So who sent these? I think I know who that one's from, said Ron, going a bit pink and pointing to a very lumpy parcel. My mom. I told her you didn't expect any presents and... Oh, no, he groaned. She's made you a Weasley jumper. Harry had torn open the parcel to find a thick hand-knitted sweater in emerald green and a large box of homemade fudge. Every year she makes us a jumper, said Ron, unwrapping his own, and mine's always maroon. That's really nice of her, said Harry, trying the fudge, which was very tasty. His next present also contained sweets, a large box of chocolate frogs from Hermione. This only left one parcel. Harry picked it up and felt it. It was very light. He unwrapped it. Something fluid and silvery gray went slithering to the floor, where it lay in gleaming folds. Ron gasped. I've heard of those, he said in a hushed voice, dropping the box of every flavored beans he got from Hermione. If that's what I think it is, they're really rare and really valuable. What is it? Harry picked up the shiny silvery cloth off the floor. It was strange to the touch, like water woven into material. It's an invisibility cloak, said Ron, a look of awe on his face. I'm sure it is. Try it on. Harry threw the cloak around his shoulders and Ron gave a yell. It is! Look down! Harry looked down at his feet, but they had gone. He dashed to the mirror. Sure enough, his reflection looked back at him, just his head suspended in midair, his body completely invisible. He pulled the cloak over his head and his reflection vanished completely. There's a note, said Ron suddenly. A note fell out of it. Harry pulled off the cloak and seized the letter, written in narrow, loopy writing he had never seen before were the following words. Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well. A very Merry Christmas to you. There was no signature. Harry stared at the note. Ron was admiring the cloak. I'd give anything for one of these, he said. Anything. 
what's the matter? Nothing, said Harry. He felt very strange. Who had sent the cloak? Had it really once belonged to his father? Before he could say anything or think anything else, the dormitory door was flung open and Fred and George Weasley bounded in. Harry stuffed the cloak quickly out of sight. He didn't feel like sharing it with anyone else. Yet. Santa's Christmas by Sharia Sharma It was a beautiful December day with clear blue sky and snow-covered treetops. Christmas was in the air, but up in Santa's lodge, all was quiet. The usual hustle and bustle of preparing Christmas present had gone, for Santa had fallen ill. Oh dear, what will the children say when they don't receive presents this year? Santa wondered sadly as he lay on his bed. Suddenly, he heard noises from outside. He looked out his window and saw four reindeer standing patiently as usual, but they seemed quite out of breath as if they had just finished a long trip. And as Santa looked closer, he could not believe what he saw. For behind the reindeer were a long train of sleds carrying little children dressed in all sorts of colors. One by one, they hopped out onto the snow and headed towards Santa's lodge. Soon came a knock at the door. Come in, Santa called out as he was extremely curious. In came a little girl hugging something soft in her arms. I heard that you were sick, Mr. Santa, she began. So I'm giving you my teddy bear to keep you company. Thank you, little Emma, said Santa, as he knew every child by name. Then entered a young boy with a red package in his arms. We knew that you were ill, Papa Santa, he said. So my family knitted a quilt for you to keep you warm in the winter. What a wonderful thought, Paul, beamed Santa, patting him on the head. And one by one, the children came in through Santa's door, each with a special gift to wish Santa well. There were cookies, and pies, socks, mittens, books, jigsaw puzzles, and even a small Christmas tree. Christmas delivered to my doorstep, exclaimed Santa. Come, let us share these wonderful gifts and he gathered the children around him in a big circle. Santa, which present did you like the most? Emma soon piped up. My dear little ones, it is the love and kindness that each one of you have shown me today. That is the best present of all, Santa said smiling. He looked fondly at all the eager faces around him. This, my little ones, is the true meaning of Christmas, Santa said. And with that, Santa gave each of the children a big, warm holiday hug. Merry Christmas. It was quarter past dawn, all the who's still abed, all the who's still a snooze, when he packed up his sled. Packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimmings, the trappings. 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip-top to dump it. Hoo-hoo to the who's, he was grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the Grinch put his hand to his ear, and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad, 
why this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. <laughs> Welcome Christmas, bring your cheer, cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp so long as we have hands to clasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand heart to heart and hand in hand. Amazing stories and really nice to hear Annette Dennis doing The Grinch. Once again, we played that last year. It was familiar to some of you. So wonderful to relive it. But I have to say, as a person who likes doing voices, Kim Hovey, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The performances are always so fun. It's another side of our contributors that we bring on to the shows uh, during the holidays. And the storytelling is always so wonderful to kind of relax and cozy in on. That's why we... Tell people, bring your hot chocolates. Make sure you got your favorite holiday throw and your holiday sweaters on and your fuzzy socks when you're listening to the show because it is very cozy. Well, don't you think you should say something About to Karen McGee Harry Potter? because of... Oh, okay. I mean, the wonderful I mean, music used yes. behind the Harry Potter story? Yes, of course. I, if nobody is aware. I love Harry Potter, so that first... Christmas that Harry experiences at Hogwarts. Shout out to Karen McGee for picking that passage. Always a lovely throwback. Who couldn't be aware? No, I know. Um, <laughs> did you have a favorite story that you really enjoyed told to you at Christmas? I don't think so. I just love going back. We had a similar conversation with Greg David a while back on the show, but I love going back and re-watching uh, sitcom episodes around the holiday season, like the, their Christmas episodes and stuff like this, going back to the Harry Potter books or other favorite books and rereading Christmas uh, passages. How about you? Well, I don't know if I ever did. I, to be honest with you, I'm trying to think. I mean, I loved my cartoons and things like that uh, at that time. But to have anyone read a story to me? Mm -mm. Now, my dad did make up some characters that we loved as kids. And, of course, he put them into every situation, whether it was Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, no different. So we did get that kind of story that he'd gather us all around. And it was kind of funny. The older, the younger, didn't matter. 
We were all gathered around to listen to Dad tell the story in his own colorful way. So I always found that beautiful. Oh, boy. Uh, Folks, we're going to step aside for just a couple of moments, and it is that time again here in the program. After the break, we unwrap a gift from our besties from the UK, Fern and Jasmine. Welcome back to the Christmas Kitchen Party here on Kelly and Company with Kelly McDonald and Ramia Amazon, and of course, all our contributors, friends, and guests who are joining us on the show. Every year, our besties from the UK, Fern and Jasmine, write and perform an incredible dramatized holiday skit for us. And this year, they're pleased to present I Caught Mummy Kissing Santa Claus. Still night time. So dark and scary. Oh, Mum, where is she? Mum, Mummy, I don't like going down the stairs on my own. I can do it. I can do it. Mummy. Oh, oh, there you are. Oh, oh, oh. What's that? oh, the Santa. I knew he was real. Can't wait to tell Bill and Bob. Look at his suit, look at his beard. <sighs> Maybe they're talking about my presents. Why is she giving him a kiss? That's very strange. Oh, she's giving him a tickle now on the beard. <laughs> Funny dad was here, he'd have a right laugh. I can't wait to tell Bill and Bob and Daddy. Right, do you want um, butter on your toast? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I will do. Well, could you get it out then, please? Oh, oh, yeah, all right. There's your right next to me. Yeah, here it is. Is this the right one? Um, it'll do, yeah, that's fine. Could you also go to the freezer and get me out some more bread, please? Because we don't have enough. Um, right, uh, which one's under the fridge? Oh, yeah, right. Which one? Any will do. Um, Just look for the bread. What are those boys doing up there? They got to get to school. Oh, I don't know. They're just kind of blaring away as usual. Shall I go up and see what's going on? Well, yes, you could. You know, make yourself useful for once. Right, understood. Bob, give me back my other slipper. Oh, what? That's my slipper. Oh no, it's not. It's got you're B on it. No, your ones are the blue ones, for God's sake. Oh. Oh my God, you two. What? You will not guess what I saw last night. Oh, God, here we go. Honestly. What did you see? I saw Mummy kissing. What a surprise. Mummy's always here. Santa. (laughs) Did you hear what he just said, Bob? I'm serious. Oh, my God. (laughs) Haven't you grown up enough yet? What? What is he saying? I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Has he been serious? Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I wouldn't lie, would I? What? You gotta believe me. You gotta believe me. Come on. I'm gonna go down and tell Dad. I hate you two. You're horrible. What are we gonna do with that kid? Dad! Dad! Where are you, Dad? I need to tell you something. The boys I'm won't here. believe I'm here. me. What, what's, what's up? What's oh, up, little guy? For God's sake. I was telling Bill and Bob, right? Yeah. What I saw last night, and they didn't believe me, but I knew that you would believe me if I told you. Well, what did you see? I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. 
Where was that then? Underneath the mistletoe. Last night. Mikey, are you sure you weren't just having a little dream? No. Oh, no, that? I thought you would believe me. Nobody's believing me. You know, your mum's lovely and all, but... You know, I'm not sure she's really Santa's type. I know what I saw. It was Santa and he had a big white beard and she was giving it a little tickle. (laughs) Oh, kids these days, I don't know. Daddy, I know what I saw. And if no one's going to believe me, then I'm just going to stay up all night and I'm going to wait for Santa. All night, you say? Mm. Well, I'd best talk to your mum about that because I'm not sure she'll be... Best please. Look, you get ready for school and I'll speak to you about it later, all right? Okay. That's it. Be a good boy. <sighs> Doug? Doug, what's going on? Have they left for school? Yeah, yeah, they're all they're gone. They're going to be late if they don't leave. No, left. It's all right. Okay, good. I've sorted it. <laughs> You've got to trust <sighs> wow. me more, darling. God. Are you listening to me? Oh, hang on, hang on. God, this, is Im- this is important, okay? This is important. Always on your phone. Did they take the pet lunches? Mm. Uh, no, I'm going to drop them off later, I decided. Yeah, yeah, that's the best idea. Fine. I do need to talk to you, actually, Diane. Right. You know, last night, Mm. when I was wearing my big red jacket. Yes, of course. And the, um, you know, the, uh, sort of... Yeah, spit it out. And the... Yes. Shiny Mm. nylon beard that I got down the market. (gasps) Yes, yes, I know it very well. You dress up like this every year. I thought you liked it. No comment. What's going on? Well, you'll never believe it. You'll never believe what Mikey said. Oh, God, what did he say? He said he saw us kissing under the mistletoe, but he actually thought I was Santa. Are you glued to that phone? You're just talking all the time. I can't listen to you all the time. What were you saying? Tell me again. Oh, hang on. Okay. All right. What were you saying? He said that he's going to stay up all night, sit up and see if he can see Santa tonight now. Oh, this can't happen, Doug. It's not good for his tiny brain. I mean, when I was his age, I was staying up all night and look at what I turned out. Exactly. I rest my case. Right. This is what we're going to do, okay? You're going to dress up as Santa again. Right. Because I know you love it. And we're going to take Mikey downstairs to meet you as Santa. You need to tell him to stay in bed all night, otherwise he's not going to get any presents, okay? You on board? All right, agreed. I know you just want to see me in those boots again. (laughs) Get over yourself. Oh my God, I can't believe we're dressed up as reindeers. I love this, this is so fun. But you look ridiculous. I love it, I think I look great. I think brown's really my colour. Boys, boys, can we just take this seriously, please? Look, you need to behave like reindeers. Reindeers do not talk. Nay, nay. (laughs) He's coming, look, action stations. Everyone, serious. Oh, Oh, hi, Dad. How's it going? Oh, Mikey. I mean, uh, uh, Daddy? Not Daddy. I'm Santa Claus. Don't you know Santa when you see him? Hi, Santa. Why is Bill and Bob dressed as reindeers? (laughs) Oh, uh, 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 Bill and Bob? uh, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Okay. Now, now, I need to talk to you, Mikey, because I think you 
might have seen me and your mummy having a little kiss under the mistletoe. Nobody believed me. I must say I didn't hear you creep down the stairs to have a little peep, Mikey. Yeah, I bet you thought I was in my bedroom fast asleep. Santa. I sure did. You know, you would make a much better daddy than, than my daddy. I don't. I, 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 I disagree with that. I'm sure your daddy's the best daddy in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you met him? Well, well, well uh, no, but, but, but I, I can tell. I, I can just tell when I see a young lad like you, I know he's got a good dad. You must stay in bed all night. Otherwise, no presents, okay? No race card for you. Okay, the only reason I was staying up was to see you, and I've seen you now, so... Exactly! Oh, what a clever young boy you are, yes. Right, well, time for me to fly back to the North Pole. Well, my daddy's supposed to be coming home from work tonight, quite early, so... Maybe if you stay a little bit, then you can meet him. Oh, uh, well, I would love to, but I've got to get home and wash this beard because, you know, oh. it doesn't stay this snowy white for nothing, you know. I use special shampoo. OK, well, goodbye. Goodbye, Santa. I love come you. On, come on, Pop and Phil. Will you come back Ooh. tomorrow? Um, we'll see. Probably not, though, so go to bed. Bye. Uh, uh, goodbye. Right. Good night. See you later. I love you. I love you too. God, I love him Whoa. so much. Are you all right? Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be up in a minute. You go. Oh, bye. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Such a great guy. Oh, oh, God, I think I've done my back in. Still, job well done. He's gone off to sleep like a charm. <gasps> Why can't we just have one conversation where you're listening to me? I'm listening. What did you say? I said Mikey is off to sleep and I did an award-winning performance being Santa, obviously. I'd oh, like some praise, really. Good, good. Yes, that's yeah, good. I'm that's glad. Right. So I'm pretty pleased with that, are you? Sorry, Darling. what? Darling. Oh. <sighs> um, oh, I'm going to have to take this. Sorry. Oh, I'll, um... All right, look, shall I put my costume on while I wait? What? <laughs> my Santa costume. No, no. I think you should maybe burn that now. It, burn it's, it's it! Risk, it's risky. Now that the kids, you know, all this malarkey, it's, it's, maybe you should just burn it. No, but the kids be done with it. it. Okay, give it to the charity shop then. You know, the, the fake beard, it doesn't really do it for me. Sorry. Anyway, you're tired. You should sleep. I'll see you in a minute. Oh, all right. See you in a minute. Okay, bye. Oh, oh hi, hi. <laughs> hi, yes. Hang on a minute, I'm just... Hi. <laughs> oh, you're downstairs. Um... <laughs> oh, I can hear him snoring. I'll be right down. <laughs> oh, Santa. How lovely to see you again. Keep your voice down. Oh, sorry. Just exciting. But what happened about you know Mikey seeing us the other night? Oh, don't worry, Santa. Dougie thought it was him the whole time, dressed up as you, as if anyone could be as handsome. Oh no, they're all clueless. Well, come here for your Christmas present then. 
A lovely big kiss. Under, Under the, the mistletoe. mistletoe. Pucker up, Santa. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. Happy Christmas. Thank you. Thank you to Fern and Jasmine for always giving us something to laugh over and in the form of a holiday skit. Coming up after the break, we're treated to some spoken word and musical performances. But up next, reporter Grant Hardy joins us to stir up a little Christmas competition with the holiday quiz. It's almost a horrible, horrible thought, but folks, we do recognize that as Christmas approaches, this is our most popular show, Rumya, of the year, hands down. Yep. And why not? Because there's everything, a little bit of everything, a little bit of food, music, chat, laughter, competition even. Oh, 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 and even a quiz. So let's bring on the quiz master himself. Mr. Grant Hardy, reporter for Kelly and Company. Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 2022 Kelly and Company Christmas Quiz. I'm so excited to be doing this. Let's go ahead and meet our competitors, shall we? We have on the holiday quiz weekly tech contributor Michael Babcock. Hey, Michael. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to lose today. <laughs> Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We also have community reporter in Pictou County, Nova Scotia, Julie Martin. Hi, Grant. How are you? I am doing fabulous. And last but not least, chatty bookshelf contributor, Ryan Huey. Hello, sir. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. You guys all know the rules. I'm going to give you a question. Uh, We'll start with Michael. We'll go around. If you think you know the answer, uh, you can have an opportunity to get two points. If you'd like some multiple choice guesses, you still have the opportunity to get one point. And if you get it wrong, we'll move on to the next person. Are you guys ready to rock? Yep. All righty. Michael, let's start with you. According to tradition, what does it mean if you find a thimble in the Christmas pudding? I need the choices. Okay, your choices are you will have a child, you will have bad luck, or you will be a spinster. Uh, Let's go with option C. Yay. Oh, you're so correct. Uh, You will be a spinster. Finding a ring in the pudding indicates, uh, incidentally, that you will get married soon. Congratulations, Michael. Um, Julie, written by George Michael, what English pop duo released the song Last Christmas in December 1984? Would that be Wham? That would be Wham! Thank you, sir. Congratulations, congratulations. Uh, Incidentally, they donated all of the last Christmas royalties to help combat Ethiopian famine. Uh, Ryan, moving on to you. Often hung up on a Christmas tree, what is the name of the ornamental material that simulates the visual effect of ice? Tinsel. 
you're so right. Tinsel was invented in Nuremberg sometime around 1610. Congratulations, sir. Um, Michael, the creation of the first known electrically illuminated Christmas tree made its debut in what decade? Um, see, see, I do need the choices on this one, too. All right, sir. 1880s, 1940s, or 1920s? I'm going to guess the 20s. Oh, so close, so close. Julie. Can you repeat the question, please? Sure. Uh, the first known electrically illuminated Christmas tree debuted in what decade? 19, sorry, 1880s, 1940s, or 1920s? The 40s. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, I guess we should uh, move on to a new question here because um, there's only one option left. Uh, incidentally, uh, it was invented in the 1880s. Johnson was an associate of Thomas Edison. Uh, Ryan, in the English Christmas Carol, The Twelve Days of Christmas, what did my true love send to me on the eighth day? Oh, my goodness. Uh, can I get the choices? You sure can. Turtle doves, maids of milking, or pipers piping? Maids of milking? All right. The 12 Days of Christmas was first published, by the way, in 1780. All right, Michael. In what year was Nintendo's Game Boy the number one selling toy for Christmas? Um, I, I have a guess, but I would like the choices, please. Okay. Uh, 1991, 2001, or 1997? 91, I think. Yeah. You got it. The Game Boy was Nintendo's first handheld game console. Julie, what made Frosty the Snowman come to life? Um... The old felt hat. Ooh, very good. Thank you. Frosty first came to life in a song in 1950. I didn't actually realize it was that new. It seems like an older song. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ryan, which Christmas carol was actually written for Thanksgiving? Can I have the choices, please? Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, or Silent Night? Strangely enough, I'm going to say Jingle Bells. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Jingle Bells. The song was written by James Lord Pierpont and was copyrighted on September 16, 1857 with the title One Horse Open Sleigh. Interestingly, Jingle Bells was also the first song ever played in outer space. Really? Very interesting. All right, moving on here. Michael, what country banned Christmas in 1647? I will need the choices for that. There's too many countries. England, Finland, Australia. 
Australia? Then on here to Julie. Finland. Tricky one. Yeah. Oh. What did you say, Julie? I'm not telling you because then you'll get it right. No, it was Finland. Oh, Finland. Okay. It was uh, England. The ban was reversed in 1660 when the Puritans lost power. Ryan, every year oh. England displays a huge tree in Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar Square, pardon me. It was a gift from which country? I'm just going to shoot for it here and say Germany. Okay, uh, Michael, you have the opportunity to guess, or I can read out the choices. I will take the choices, please. They are Sweden, Norway, or United States. United States. Okay, it was Norway, and it was in recognition of aid that was given during World War II. Julie, which... U.S. president had his own recipe for eggnog. I think I'm going to need the choices, please. Sure. Uh, George Washington, Lyndon Johnson, or Franklin Roosevelt? I'm going to say Roosevelt. All right, Ryan, any thoughts? I'll say George Washington. You got it. All right, uh, moving on to Michael. Again, how long does it take for a tree to reach the average ideal Christmas tree height? Uh, can I get the choices, please? I have an idea. 10 years, 15 years, or five years? I believe it's five years. <sighs> Julie. <clears throat> uh. 10 years. Oh, yeah, actually, wow. 15 years, according to the American Christmas Tree Association. Interestingly, more than 80% of Americans buy artificial Christmas trees now. According to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Ryan, what was the first name of Scrooge? Ebenezer. Awesome. Uh, Let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, you guys did really good. Uh, Ryan, you're in first place. You got seven points. Congratulations, man. You are our winner. Hey, and you win our Ryan. grand prize of 1,000 days of Kelly and Company bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second place is Julie. Congratulations to everybody. Thank you so much for participating in our Kelly and Company Thank quiz. you. Happy holidays. Fun. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. The best to all of you guys. Thank you for our participating grant. Fantastic work doing the Quizmaster Jollies for the first time. Wonderful. Okay, guys, let's settle back for some poetry. That's ahead as we keep our Christmas program rolling on to you, ladies and gentlemen. Our special gift from all of us here at Kelly and Company. tuned in to the Kelly and Company Christmas Kitchen Party. 
and we're making our way through this wonderful lineup of showcases. The holiday season evokes different feelings for all of us, and we're joined now by contributors Danielle Jonkind, Greg David, Danielle McLaughlin, and Young Wang to share a mix of original and recited poetry that captures the festive spirit. Tinsel, trees, ribbons, teas, playthings everywhere. Our pets get into so much stuff when we adorn our lair. A plug-in cord can afford such fun over there. Have fun this year, but remember, with your pets, take care. Chocolates under the tree, wrapped in paper bright. Though our eyes can't see, the dog's nose guessed it right. Turkey with gravy, your pet would love to get. But if you feed your pet this stuff, you could end up at the vet. Tinsel, trees, ribbons, teas, playthings everywhere. Our pets get into so much stuff when we adorn our lair. A plug-in cord can afford such fun over there. Have fun this year, but remember, with your pets, take care. This is a poem entitled Bell's First Stanza by Edgar Allan Poe. Hear the sledges with the bells, silver bells. What a world of merriment their melody foretells. How they tinkle, tinkle, tinkle in the icy air of night. While the stars that oversprinkle, all the heavens seem to twinkle with a crystalline delight. Keeping time, time, time in a runic rhyme to the tin tintabulation that so musically wells from the bells, 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 from the jingling and the tinkling of the bells. This is a poem entitled Christmas Eve by Christina Rossetti. Christmas has a darkness brighter than the blazing noon. Christmas has a chillness warmer than the heat of June. Christmas has a beauty lovelier than the world can show. For Christmas bringeth Jesus brought for us so low. Earth, strike up your music. Birds that sing and bells that ring. Heaven has answering music for all angels soon to sing. Earth, put on your whitest bridal robe of spotless snow. For Christmas bringeth Jesus, brought for us so low. This is a poem entitled Snowflakes by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Out of the bosom of the air, out of the cloud folds of her garments shaken, over the woodlands brown and bare, over the harvest fields forsaken, silent and soft and slow descends the snow. Even as our cloudly fancies take Suddenly shape in some divine expression Even as the troubled heart doth make In the white countenance confession The troubled sky reveals The grief it feels This is the poem of the air Slowly in silent syllables recorded This is the secret of despair Long in its cloudy bosom hoarded Now whispered and revealed to wood and field.
Like many of us, the Jewish-American poet Marge Piercy chooses which holidays she likes to celebrate. Holidays sweet and sour. There are holidays I detest. The fourth with its firecrackers keeping us awake, highways and streets clogged, best to cower at home trying to soothe frightened cats. New Year's Eve when all the amateur drunks careen down Route 6 and roar into trees on side roads. If I'm not looking to hook up, the parties are boring. I like Pesach best. Combines history, spring, politics, and great food. I'm fond of Thanksgiving with friends. In childhood, it smoldered into war and candied yams, neither of which I enjoyed. I like to observe both solstices and the anniversary of love with lobster and champagne. I like to give parties on Derby Day with many mint juleps. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur always move me. Minor holidays, the new year of the trees as winter wanes. Hanukkah, when I cook for a crowd, all birthdays. I celebrate what touches me, what doesn't, I try to ignore. Grandma by Ted Hughes, a former poet laureate of Britain. My grandmother is a peaceful person and she loves to sit, but there never was a grandma who was such a one to knit. Scarves, caps, suits, socks, her needles tick like 50 clocks, but not for you and not for me. What makes her knit so busily? All summer, wasps toil tirelessly to earn their daily dinner, their black and yellow jerseys getting shabbier and thinner. Grandma knows just how a wasp grows weary of its one suit of clothes. She knits flowered skirts and speckled pants. Now they can go to the beach or a dance. Under the ice, the goldfish hear December blizzards beating. They have no fire at all down there, no rooms with central heating. So when frost nips the lily roots, Grandma's knitting woolly suits. Greens, blues, the goldfish adore them. Winter long, they're thankful for them. When snowy winds are slicing in through all the little crannies, the shrubs and birds in our neighbor's gardens envy those in my grannies. Her shrubs have scarves and pullovers. Her birds have earmuffs over their ears, and cats that come asking for tidbits, please, go trotting away with little booties. A frosty octopus received a stout eight-fingered mitten. A camel whose important hump tended to get frostbitten has a tea cozy with tassels on it. A grass snake has a sock with a bonnet. Folks can buy clothes at some shop or other. The creatures depend on my grandmother. Christmas Thank Yous by Mick Gower, a British poet. Dear Auntie, oh, what a nice jumper. I've always adored powder blue and fancy you thinking of orange and pink for the stripes. How clever of you. Dear Uncle, the soap is terrific, so useful, and such a kind thought, and how did you guess that I just used the last of the soap that last Christmas brought? Dear Gran, many thanks for the hankies. Now I really can't wait for the flu, and the daisies embroidered in red round the M for Michael. How thoughtful of you. Dear Cousin, what socks, and the same sort you wear, so you must be the last word in style, and I'm certain you're right that the luminous green will make me stand out a mile. Dear sister, I quite understand your concern. It's a risk sending jam in the post, but I think I've pulled out all the big bits of glass so it won't taste too sharp spread on toast. Dear granddad, don't fret. I'm delighted, so don't think your gift will offend. I'm not at all hurt that you gave up this year and just sent me a fiver to spend. Hi, my name is Yang Wang. 
I'm gonna read a poem for you.、Uh, I wrote this poem a few years ago on my birthday in Chinese, and later I translated into English. I'm gonna read it in English first, followed by its Chinese version. Cheers for my forty-third birthday. Time washes out its blandness, leaving with only the goldenness, like a leaf in autumn, quietly blazing. No, I wouldn't exchange it for anything. Not even for my pinky childhood, nor the greenish hues. They're fresh and clean, like coffee beans, but have not been roasted. The darkness I've experienced, and the silver gray creeping in my black hair, can no longer catch me in despair. They turn into bubbles, blown by a golden breeze. Like an old captain at the sea, in the morning, blowing a cup of coffee softly. 干一杯吧，为我的四十三岁。时光洗去苍白，留下一页金黄的静美。不，我不会用它换回青春的青涩或稚时的粉嫩。它们像咖啡豆般清香可爱。可是没有经过烘焙，曾经的墨色和将来的银白也不再令我忧伤。它们成了泡沫，被这金黄轻轻的吹，就像那个老船长，在某个金色的清晨，站在甲板上，吹一杯慵懒醇厚的咖啡。I hope you enjoy it. Thank you and happy holidays from Scarborough, Ontario. Oh my goodness, poetry! I think does something that prose can't, and everybody knows this. You know, we—it's so enjoyable, but especially this time of year. I got to say, I laughed so much、uh, at the last poem that. Danielle read because it's just you know it's letters it's everything it brings that giggle oh my goodness well I love the flavor too when we when we hear from a voice that we've had recently on the show in Young and the amazing I want to be a part of this and always so nice what each person brings and she of course、uh, bringing something special to her something interpreted and read by her in a fantastic way I might add. Always so powerful, unbelievable. Yep, because it's it's memory, right? And it, this time of year, when you're asked to bring something, as we've asked our other contributors to do, and those of us who do bring something to the show,、uh, pick something probably sentimental or meaningful to them in that way. And so it's not it's so lovely to get to know contributors in this、uh, in this regard. I know when I've worked with theater, we've always said. Especially people wanting to try to write something, write about what you know. And I think when it comes to something like this, it may be a bit of write about what you know, but really more what you feel,、mm-hmm. what what you read that says, "Hey, I remember," and those wonderful memories it evokes. Yep, absolutely, and it touches somebody somewhere. 
uh, in some way. So we really appreciate it. And we're going to continue with that appreciation because you got to stick around for the next part of the show. We're bringing you a lively music set list from our virtual Artist Corner stage right after the break here on the Christmas Kitchen Party. Welcome back to the Kelly and Company Christmas Kitchen Party. We've filled our tummies with food. We've heard some fun and reminiscent memories of the holidays from our lovely contributors. And we've gotten some great laughs, as per usual, with our friends, our besties, Jazz and Fern, with the holiday skit. And as always, snuck in some friendly competition on the ever-popular holiday quiz. Shout out to first-time quiz master Grant Hardy. He stepped up. And now... It's time for a special treat. Highly anticipated part of the holiday show. Let's go to our virtual artist corner stage where MC Kelly Mack is excitedly awaiting to introduce us to incredible musical performances. Take it away, MC Kelly Mack. All right. All right, Ramya. Thank you. Everybody's in place, folks, as we are ready for some wonderful performances as Our gift to you continues here on the Kelly and Company Holiday Kitchen Christmas Party. Huge supporter of the show, Sarah Hillis now joins us with Will There Really Be a Morning?
Keeping us rolling through our holiday kitchen Christmas party with Will There Really Be a Morning? That was friend of the show and wife to our contributor, Michael Fair, Sarah Hillis. Well, this is a time in the program that we enjoy very much. And one of the things I always like to point out is the amazing talent. Whether it's spoken word content, competitions through the quizzes, and some of the great things everybody digs down deep to share at this time. We are always amazed. And as we continue, Julia Bennett now joins us with Oh Little Tree. The times are rather drastic 
Bennett. Oh man, that sounding great, as all of our artists are. Here to serenade us with a spin on a classic Christmas tune is Siobhan Emile, former fitness contributor here on Kelly and Company. Let's hear what she's done with Santa Baby. Tonight, oh, hurry down. 
That's Siobhan Emil, a voice from the past, one of our former contributors here on the program, continuing to always contribute one way or another to our show here on the Holiday Kitchen Christmas Party with Santa Baby. I'm always amazed by the talents when we do this show, and we can't say it enough of thank you to you for listening in, and of course to our artists and everybody who contribute to what we do, to this special package for you. Christine Malik, one of our present contributors to the show, and now she brings us Midwinter Fire. The Midwinter Fire is well alight. Gathered in song, we defy the long night. Cast the last year into the flames. Sing for the light coming back again. Sing for the light coming back again Christians and pagans, atheists and Jews Taoists, agnostics and Buddhists too We greet the midwinter as it passes away Raising our voices on the shortest day By the long night, cast the last year into the flames. Sing for the light coming back again. Sing for the light coming back again. Raise a glass, a cigar, or a pipe. Offer a toast to the northern lights. Pour Sing for the light coming back again 
These are words I absolutely hate to say, ladies and gentlemen, but we have reached, well, almost the end of our holiday kitchen uh, Christmas party, and it's just always such a eh kind of moment, isn't it, Ron? Mm-hmm. We were on a roller coaster of absolutely incredible performances and music and sound in general we enjoy putting this together every single year so uh it's always kind of a bummer when we get to the end of it but we're not quite done no no we we do want to remind folks sound wise check out the podcast in case you've missed any of this it's available just look for the kelly and company podcast but we know that we had some really great performances. Those performances supported by amazing sound uh, produced by the folks recording, doing the best they could, but enhancing it, working with them and putting it together. We welcome in our senior producer, Matt Agnew. Sir, uh, congratulations on another job well done. Well, thanks. And uh, Merry Christmas, friends. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, we always ask you for like, not to play favorites or anything like that, but I don't know how you'll answer this one without either playing favorites <laughs> or staying kind of uh, between the lines. What for you is the favorite part of doing this? Well, you know, for me, the Kelly and Company Christmas Kitchen Party, uh, not only is it a fun project to work on, it is a tongue twister and it's a great exercise <laughs> in alliteration. Um, but no, it's it's really like this is the thing. And I said this on a, uh, a vanity card a little while ago, but it is sort of like the signifier of the holiday season for me personally. Like when we get all the submissions in and I sit down and start editing it, um, that's when I really start feeling like, okay, it's the holiday season. I've got the Christmas lights strung up in my office. I put my Santa hat on. No, um, <laughs> but, uh, but oh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. Yeah, right. It's, it's a lot of fun for me to, to put together. And, uh, you know, wh- whether it's supporting some narration of excerpts of people's favorite Christmas stories with, uh, you know, the right music bed and, and finding just the right track that gives you those those Harry Potter vibes <laughs> uh, or or helping Mary put together that kitchen magic in, in the cooking demo. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to put together. And uh, Mary's one in particular this year was a lot of fun because she actually took some time uh, for me to get some sound effects from around her kitchen. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whether that's like the drawers opening and closing and the cutlery on the counter and, and the uh, the sound of her mixer and all that kind of stuff. We spent a little extra time this year to um, sort of gather some sound effects. So I was able to uh, kind of shorten things down because you got to squeeze a half an hour baking demo into about five or six minutes so yep. but yeah just through the magic of editing and uh, sound effects uh, recording and all that kind of stuff we we're able to give people the the feel of uh, cooking along right side uh, mary mammaliti so that was a lot of fun to work i on this always year. love the feel of the ambience right you can always mm-hmm. hear that just you're in the, you're in mary's kitchen uh matt before we let you go for the holidays and into the uh new year uh, any particular plans i plan on kicking back kelly I'm looking forward to uh, just spending some uh, some relaxing time with my family. Uh, we're, we're planning on a Christmas morning snow walk. Uh, we have in That's our nice. house a baby and a puppy, and so their routines do not change. Yes. <laughs> Regardless of it being Christmas morning, everyone's still expecting a walk. So we're going to get the sled out and uh, maybe hitch Gemma's sled up to Jack's harness and you know, see what happens. <laughs> uh, and it's supposed to be a storm in this part of uh, Ontario, folks. So they'll really have, we hope, It'll be the white perfect. Christmas to do it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. You appreciate it. Uh, Rum, how about you? Any particular plans? Mine are similar to Matt. Just enjoy uh, kicking back a little bit. 
Absolutely. And I'm not bandwagoning. I was the first one to come up with this idea of not sure. doing anything Originally. this do holiday season and encouraging everybody else to do the same. Sorry, I can't come to your house, but you should stay home too and do nothing. So, uh, yeah, totally. No, but uh, all kidding aside, I am going to visit a friend that I haven't seen in a really long time. Um, so that'll be fun. There is a, always a tiny bit of catch up, uh, catching up with people and uh, lots of that going on, but very much taking time to do Absolutely nothing. Uh, looks like we're going to have that London Christmas with a lot of snow here. And I really love the idea of being able to, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to bring sports into this, mm-hmm. watching some football games that take place in snow. That's oh. always fun. Cold, <laughs> snow, people slip sliding away and how it impacts the games. But definitely a lot of that taking time, getting ready because we've got some busy times ahead, Ramya. Um, Kelly and Rumya debuts January 9th on AMI-tv here on AMI-audio, also available as a podcast just like this program. And are you set? I mean, as set as we can be, right? And that's another reason why this uh, holiday kitchen party show is so important to us this time around, because this is our last audio-only endeavor of this uh, and it's been so much fun doing the real kitchen moving to the virtual kitchen for all the reasons that's come up in the last couple of years um, and who knows where we'll be next year and what it will look like a lot yeah. of fun yeah. we know no matter where we are how we do it um, a really big thanks to everybody for contributing taking that time especially with us getting things ready and let's be fair the tv stuff taking the focus and still being able to work things in and people make time to do something that i think it definitely demonstrates how much they enjoy yep. it how much they love it whether it's listening to the or contributing or being in a quiz all of it so much fun and uh, i think we're very blessed and uh really have been lucky to have this venue uh, for the last five years, I think, is really what we've done. It, it mm-hmm. We didn't do it the first few months of the show, but we've been able to do it so much, uh, contribute so much to it, and everybody is a star. Whether you're listening in, whether we were in person at AMI headquarters, or doing it as we've been doing virtually, and really having a lot of fun, and of course giving Matt uh, time to be able to play. Yes, the sound is impeccable on these shows and the kind of support, like you said, behind the scenes, Kells, and people coming through and whether they're just contestants on the show or they're saying, let me share a holiday memory with you. We love everything that people have contributed to the table. So thank you so much to uh, everyone. And I really, you know, seconding everyone else's words, I hope that people have a safe, fun, and very, very relaxing holidays. Shall we do some shout outs, Kells? Uh, We shall. I just want to mention, I've never been um, comfortable with a real Christmas tree. Uh, My family kind of always been kind of nervous about it. So we've always had a a tree that we've put together, pulled the barrels out, put up, and I've always stuck with the artificial trees. However, Ramya, I do have to say it's absolutely amazing. The experience I had at W. Ross McDonald School because we'd go out, get a tree, and that wonderful smell. But keep in mind, folks, if you do have that, take care of it. And be safe at this time of year. We don't we don't want any accidents. Uh, producers for the program, Jeff Ryman, reporter Grant Hardy, uh, Ramya Muthan, Marianne Dion Jones. Our visual producer is Jeff Ryman. Senior producer, Matt Agnew. Live production manager, Paula Deneen. Manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. And now, folks, to carry you on into the holidays, we've got a special performance for you. This has been produced by technical producer Jacob Shemansky and performed by our very own Ramya Muthan. Here is what Christmas means to me.
smiling face like I've never seen before. And even though I love you madly, it seems I love you more. The little cards you give me will touch my heart for sure. And all these things and more, darling. That's what Christmas means to me, my And to all, a good night. Ho, 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 ho.